0: So, we got cameras in the booth. Lights, camera, action, and me we without a, a stitch, stitch of, of makeup. makeup on. This is, this is going to change everything. <laughs> because all I'm going to do is just see my shiny forehead and my bangs all episode long. I mean, we sure as hell
1: can't come dragging in here like something pulled out of somebody's drain over in Jersey <laughs> City anymore. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Hello, camera! <Isn't> anybody alive? <laughs> Literally my favorite part. <laughs>
0: Everybody. Hi everybody and welcome to what's the name of our show? True Crime Obsessed. Oh boy. <laughs> this is our first recording for Rush Off our Obsessed Fest Week. I needed a week to recover. You weren't feeling well. Patricia lost her voice. I mean, give me three adjectives to describe the weekend. Absolutely fucking
1: amazing. I love chatting with everybody. I love hugging everybody. Well, don't everybody. Get away too much I'm because sorry. we're
0: going to do a bonus episode with Patricia that's going to land in your feed. Lots of dead dad chats. A lot of dead dad jokes. <laughs> but here we are. We are back. We are so excited. We have a lot of announcements coming up, as you can imagine, if you could put two and two together, because if you we are- We are having a baby. I, I wanted to tell them. <laughs> We have some announcements coming up. So if you're here for the first time, hi, that hi. must have been a confusing opening. <laughs> I am Ellen Marsh and that is Joey Taranto and you are here listening to Obsessive Disappeared, the podcast where we recap our favorite ID show Disappear, not for long, babe.
1: No, not for long.
0: Nah. How do I? <laughs> I do not know what's going to this? <laughs> Say <laughs> goodbye. We're going to have to cut
1: a royalty check to boys and men eventually. I know, at some point. Them and Paula Cole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Poor Paula Cole. She's like, can you stop, sir? Surely. <laughs> <Enough. laughs> But if you want more of Joey and I and that other lady who used to go here, please join us on the Patreon. That is where we do all of our bonus content and you get our ad-free episodes and you get a bunch of more secret things and we're going to try and give you some more secret things coming up here soon. So if you can and want and want more of me and Joey in any capacity that came out wrong.
1: (laughs) I thought you were about to sing Wicked.
0: Uh, So if you care to find me. Was that on pitch? Was that on pitch? (laughs) Almost, yeah. us on the Patreon. Should we just get to the episode? I think it's time. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Season nine, episode seven, in broad daylight, tells the story of the disappearance of Holly Cantrell.
2: She's a hardworking medical professional who adores her kids.
3: She was just a doting, bragging mother. They were her world.
2: That's what she wanted. She loved the hospital, she loved the crew. Her family expects her
3: home after work, but she never returns. She walked out the exit door, goes out into the parking lot. No one was around her. Nobody was forcing her to do anything.
2: Security video soon reveals that she may have been keeping secrets. You could see it in her eyes, the way she would talk that she had a crush on him. Leaving investigators and her family in a desperate race to uncover the truth.
0: January 20th, 2017. And before we get into where we are, Christopher, who's always one to tell us about the weather.
1: You really hate
2: that.
0: Listen, he tells us it was unseasonably mild. Like, Christopher, why do you always tell us the weather?
2: Ellen, haven't we gone over this?
0: Yeah. I know you don't write the copy, but like you were like, he, it's like, it's like he's on a perpetual first date. Like he's always wanting to talk about the weather.
2: I'm married, Ellen.
0: Christopher, you know you're too old for me. Christopher, I love you just the way you are. Anyway, back to the weather in Oklahoma. Hi, Lord. Are
2: we? January 20th, 2017. It's an unseasonably mild Friday morning in McAllister, Oklahoma. And 40 year old Holly Cantrell. Is making breakfast for her family, her husband Tommy, and their two sons, 12 year old Wesley and 14 year old Zachary.
1: Well, here we are in McAllister. Ah! Oklahoma, where my mom just heard I'm fucking gay. Okay. I didn't know there were alternate lyrics, but we
0: are in McAllister,
2: Oklahoma.
0: We learned that Holly Cantrell and her husband, Tommy, have two sons, 12-year-old Wesley and 14-year-old Zachary.
1: Yeah, she's 40 years old, just like me. Huh? Huh? What? And Sister Alice is here. She says, Holly's a great fucking mom. She had a lot of patience, something you and I... To have so much of. Maybe I got patience. I worked with Patricia for two years. <laughs> She's got the patience of Joe. Listen, I have to tell you, having been a teenage boy I wouldn't wish that on anybody. They stink. Uh, They're greasy. They're slimy. And they just, well, they jerk off all over your house. Swap nuts. Disgusting. It's
0: disgusting. (laughs) Swap nuts. What's that line from Bridesmaids where she's like, I broke a towel in half. I broke a blanket in half the other day. Yeah. Boys are so gross. I cracked
1: a blanket in half. Do you get where I'm going with that?
0: I cracked it in half. So it's the morning, and Holly is making breakfast. We know this because the reenactment actors are in the back with, like, blurry eggs in the background. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ID, I know we're circling the airport here. We're bringing it in for a landing, but
1: you still got to try. Yeah, you still got to try. And we also learned that she has an 18-year-old son from a previous marriage named Trenton, and he's also here, but he was away at college at the time. And he's like, we're very close. We didn't yeah. really have we didn't have any issues. Yeah,
0: and they had, like, a good relationship. Now, much like Idaho, I do have to say they did that, like, landing. Landscape picture of. Oh, I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty beautiful. Yeah, it seemed like a place where like the wind comes like sweeping down the plain, oh, Jesus. and then the waving wheat. It like it it smells sweet. You know, it you just, just looked couldn't like help that. Yourself, could you? It's like it's just like when the wind comes right behind I the rain. Behind
2: the <laughs> McAllister in southeast Oklahoma is surrounded by lakes and trails.
3: We did a lot of family stuff together. We trapped, we hunt, we fish. We did a lot of stuff together. We go out and just, like, go out bowling. We didn't really ever do anything individually. We all like being together.
1: So, McAllister is surrounded by lakes and trails, which is, you know, that means everybody's outdoorsy. I'm very blessed that I was not born near a whole lot of—that's not for me. Yeah. And they love to hunt. Fish, trap shit, all the things my gay ass enjoys, but in a gay bar. I right. like to hunt men, fish for men, and then trap the men. You got to trap them.
0: Is that you trap them? Now, I feel like, I feel like that. Uh, does that sound kind of. I feel like that comes out wrong, especially since you date a younger man.
2: But... Wow.
0: Hi, mom. <laughs> then Christopher says.
2: And the entire family enjoys their rural lifestyle.
0: You know, you know, you know, I, I, that word is hard for me.
1: R- r- rural. Rural. R- is it? R- it's Rural. 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 Or is it rural? Ru, ru, Rural. Rural. Oh, well, now you sound See? like Jersey. <laughs> exactly. Rural.
0: So they did a lot as a family unit, and they said that, like, Holly hated, like, being at home.
1: She just liked to be out and, like, doing stuff. I love that. Same. Yeah. Holly's other sister, Mia, is here. That's a lot of sisters. That's a lot of sisters. And she says Holly loved being plain and simple. And I'm like, don't ever invite Mia to come to my funeral to describe me. <laughs> Please. Why? She's like, she wasn't a very glamorous person and she liked being plain and simple. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> that is one thing I'm going to miss about this show is hearing all the people
0: describe like their family members. I mean, not to make, you know, back to me, you know, not to, <laughs> but like, I kind of like would love to know like what someone would say. Like they'd be like, Ellen, Ellen talked,
1: talked a lot. She talked a lot. She talked a lot. She
0: talked a lot, right? But don't let She's...
1: your siblings, because your siblings will say the worst things. I mean, I'll have to come back as a poltergeist to my funeral and be like, do not listen to my brother Micah. He looks like a cousin, one of the cousins from Duck Dynasty. Okay? <laughs> Sit in some blinds and eat some cheeses.
2: The Cantrells share their property with an eclectic group of animals, including miniature donkeys, goats, and a pet raccoon. Love them to her babies.
1: She loved taking care of them like Every time we'd have, like, a new baby, she'd always go out there. Like, it'd be 2 o'clock in the morning, she'd be out there taking care of it, making sure everything was okay. First of all, miniature donkeys, goats... And a pet raccoon. Raccoons are adorable. If they're domesticated, they actually can be like giant cats. I mean, they eat holes in your walls, but they're very cute. Okay.
0: If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that like last year I had like a slight raccoon problem like uh-huh. on my porch. Now, they're definitely trash pandas, but the thing that I think is funny about raccoons is I feel in my mind, because these are the things I think about, I feel like God was a little stoned and he went <laughs> God, and God was like, they could, like creep into your garbage but I'm going to make them have a mask. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they're already wearing... God was stoned when he made raccoons. Yeah, he's like, they're going to
1: be cats, but burgling. Yeah. burgling like, cats. <laughs>
0: like, they're, like, they're going to be
1: sneaky, so I'm going to give them, like, a mask. They're so cute. They're, and when they're happy, they're like...
0: Listen, I don't, they're adorable, but they can't be trusted, which, no. which should be some of your dating profiles. Anyway, <laughs> uh, do you know what a group of raccoons is called? No. It's called a committee. Is it really? Yeah. Why? Because group names are funny. Well, you can call it a committee or a nursery. I would go with a committee because I just feel like the raccoons are like sitting around the table and they're like, gather around. We got a meeting of the committee. What do you
1: call a group of gays that
2: are drinking?
0: Um, a mess. A problem. Okay. Okay.
2: Holly was born in California as the second oldest of five children. At 11, she went to live in Oklahoma with her grandmother and an aunt. Her cousin, Charlesie, was just one year younger than Holly. And the two girls became like sisters.
0: Holly was born in California. She was one of five. And then they moved to... Ah! And she loved Oklahoma because she knew that the land she belonged to was grand. Do you know what I mean? Are we going to do
1: this the whole fucking episode? I'm
3: just saying,
0: when she said, I yippee, yippee, yay, yay, yo! You guys, you made us go to Oklahoma in one of our last episodes. Do you think we're not going to just keep quoting Oklahoma? Well, I, you can't help
1: it. I guess you're just a girl who
0: can't say no. We'll stop. All right. So when she was 11, she moved. She had a cousin named Charlesy, and they were like a year apart. They were basically sisters. Yeah. And she's also here, and Aunt Cheryl is here. Aunt Cheryl cracks me up. She's a hoot. And she was like, Holly was like a second daughter to her, and they used to ride bicycles around with their...
1: Cabbage Patch dolls. Cabbage
0: Patch dolls. You know something that they say on these episodes and it just brings you back to like a flood of nostalgia. Absolutely. Did you have Cabbage Patch dolls in your kid? My sister did. I
1: wasn't allowed to play with them, but I did in secret and they all ended up with Bobs. Uh, Angled <laughs> Bobs. But
0: the kids today don't understand what it was like to have those toys.
1: Oh. What were the big ones?
0: Cabbage Patch Kids, Teddy Ruxpin, Furbies, My Buddy. Yeah because well, kids now don't play with toys, but it was like the must-have toys. Yeah. They don't have must-have toys anymore. Anyway, Cabbage Patch was one of them, and it was a fucking racket. Remember, you couldn't get them for well, love or money?
1: now it's PlayStation 5.
0: Right. But back then, the toys, when those toys came out, it was like every day was Black
1: Friday. Oh, my God. The, the moms were wrestling each other yeah. in Greece yeah. on aisle five. Clean up on aisle five! Yeah. In
2: 1999, when she was 23 and he was 46... Holly met her current husband, Tommy. Soon after, her first marriage to Trenton's father came to an end. I remember going to her
0: work and her talking about this Tommy guy. He started swooping in on her. So in 1999, Holly met this man named Tommy who was 46.
1: It's a lot of years. Yeah, I mean, it's like a 23-year difference. What's the problem? Nothing, baby. Nothing. Nothing at all. There is no problem. You shut up. You don't really give a fuck about my age gap with my boyfriend. No, nope.
0: But Tommy had three kids and Holly was married at the time. We'll yes. get to that later.
1: Yeah. And Holly was smitten with Tommy. And when they got married, their family doubled. Yeah. So, so, of kids. so she had Trenton
0: and Tommy had three kids and Michael had a daughter named Charity. But Charity... Had a son named Michael. Yes, that dynamic was interesting.
1: Yeah, and also the family says that Holly took on Michael like one of her own. Right, like helped raise him. She loved him, and you know they were very happy.
2: Life was very good. For the past year, Holly has been a physical therapy tech at the McAllister Regional Health Center. It's a career change that's been many years in the making. She went to school part time. I think it took her like five, six, seven years to part time. Going to school at night, finally getting her degree so she can do what she wanted to do.
1: So Holly works as a physical therapist tech at the McAllister Regional Health Center. But also we find out it took her a lot of work to get that degree. She worked part-time and went to school part-time for somewhere, according to Anne. Yeah, the aunt five to seven years
0: (laughs) she said I don't know four five six seven and at first I was like well what is it and then I remember that sometimes I'll say something was last month and it was like 2019 and we're all just doing our fucking best so listen there's a big demographic of people who are trying to make a better life for themselves and go after a career that they didn't and they're freaking working during the day and going to school at night my hat's off to those people so it took her a minute to
1: like get this dream job that yeah she you're had. playing the long game. Yeah, you really are. Yeah. But it paid off for her. She got that job. And that morning, just before 730 a.m., Holly drives her truck into the staff parking lot of the hospital.
0: By the way, it should be said Holly loved her job. Somebody loved. somebody wanted to. Everybody said how much she loved her job. So she goes to work for four hours. She works, you know, PT, a lot of people who've just come out of surgery. And a little bit before noon, she leaves work. Then hours pass and Holly doesn't come home. No call. Tommy calls her. No answer
1: weird. Yeah, it's weird. And and the hospital is only like a 15 minute drive from her house. And also that morning she had said to Tommy, don't forget when I come home we've got to go get groceries. Right. So he was expecting her. So then he hops in his car, drives to go find her, gets to the hospital, pulls into the parking lot, sees the truck there. Her truck. Her truck there. Goes inside and everyone's like Holly's not here. That's got to be fucking terrifying.
0: Yeah. So he calls the cops and he was like, listen, she's not home. She's not at work. And they're like, well listen. We can take a report, but we can't file it because obviously there's is in Breckenridge, honey. Yeah, truly. You got to wait 24 hours. And then Sergeant Preston Rogers says this, which is so confusing. I know what you're going to say.
3: Typically, when someone doesn't return home from work or there's not a circumstance that someone was kidnapped, we generally wait 24 hours before filing an official police report.
0: And he said there's circumstances... When someone was kidnapped. So, how do you know that person? How do you know she wasn't kidnapped? Yeah, they've disappeared. That's why we need the cops. That's why we're here. But by all means, move at a glacial pace and wait 24
1: hours till you find out she was kidnapped. Wasn't that just the most confusing statement ever? It was very confusing, and I was also like, you just said that with your whole chest. Yeah! Like, it made perfect sense, Sergeant Preston. Unless they're kidnapped or something. Uh, Well, uh, how do we know she wasn't kidnapped? That's what we're saying! So Tommy was like, fuck this. I'm going out to the police station. He does. Ends up driving back to the hospital. Gets inside of Holly's truck with the spare key. Doesn't find anything. So he drives the truck home. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. What if there's evidence in there?
0: Yeah, I guess. There was no sign of a struggle,
1: I guess. I guess.
2: Later at the house, Tommy calls anyone he can think of who might know where Holly could be. But no one's heard from her. Police wonder if Holly may have been captured on one of the security cameras outside the hospital. Security personnel comb through hours of footage, and they get a hit.
0: They check the security footage of her leaving work. It is
1: very eerie.
0: eerie. Missy, four, five, six. similar. (laughs) But... I mean, it's it's the see-no-evil. It's like that's the last time she was seen. Now, everything looks normal. We see the footage from when she's, like, scanning out of work. Yes. And she scans out of work. We see the timestamp at 11.57. And everything seems normal, and it's crystal clear. It is. I was like, Can we get more of these security cameras?
1: Yeah, that footage is clear. So here's the thing. Holly had told her husband that she was working until 4.30 p.m. But, like we said, she left a little bit early, and she's heading to lunch. And then she's walking in the parking lot, but she's not going to her truck. Mm-mm. She goes to a different vehicle. She
0: goes to a green Dodge pickup truck. Not car.
1: Nope. Not her car. Nope. S- S- not her car. S- not her car. And we see a man get out who's wearing a cowboy hat and he like steps out of the truck. They have like, they exchange some words, obviously. Then they get back in the truck and they drive off. And that was the last time she was seen. So they're like, "Okay,
0: let's find this green pickup truck." And now, by this time, everyone knows she's missing. They call her son, Trenton. He tries to get a hold of her, and her phone was off. It was going
1: straight to voicemail.
2: By late Saturday, Holly has been missing for more than twenty-four hours, and her husband, Tommy, officially files a missing persons report.
1: Now it's been twenty-four hours. Does this work for you, Sergeant Preston? Yo, can we go man, ahead? And you can file that we report. Can, okay. Now,
0: but he's just sitting there. He's like.
1: 58,
0: 59. (laughs) What is going on in McAllister, Oklahoma that is so pressing?
1: I know. I don't wish it on anybody. I hope nobody has to deal with something like that. They would meet the worst of me. So Tommy finally is like, okay, great. Let's file that report. And Sergeant Preston remarks that Tommy was very upset about his wife missing, couldn't understand why she would be missing. And so at the same time, oldest son, Trenton, gets in the car with his dad, Holly's ex-husband. They go down to the police station to make sure that report's filed. And then Trenton's father says this to the police.
3: He told us that she went to work one day with her two-year-old son and never returned home. Didn't tell him where she was going or anything like that. And then she was later found with her current husband, Tommy.
0: He's like, I'm just gonna scooch in here. Yeah. Um. I- I'm very sad she left. Yeah. Um. But also, like, she did the same thing to me 16 years ago. She just up and left. Yeah. And her family was like, okay, kind of. The circumstances are different. The story. So the family kind of explains the rest of the story.
1: Well, they were like, well, we knew she was leaving you. You You didn't didn't know. know. So she had gone to her grandmother's house and the next day she filed for divorce. Right. But none of the family knew where she was. So this is a very different circumstance.
0: Right. And so they investigate into her personal life. Obviously, there's a secret. She was having an affair and she was having an affair with, I mean, like it was her boyfriend. Yeah. His name
1: was Cody Ketchum. And listen, I want to say for the record, we don't hold any judgment on it. We don't know what happens behind closed doors. Yeah. But. Cody was married. Yep. And they say that he was 10 years younger than Cody was. I'm yeah. like, who fucking cares? I mean, insert ill-timed cougar joke. But I mean, you know. But also
0: Well, like, I think because the difference was Tommy was so much older, Cody maybe. was younger, yes. maybe she was at a place in her life. Anyway, absolutely. But they knew each other. Cody's family and Holly's family, they were all friends. Everyone
1: knew who Cody was. Yeah, he and, came to family function.
0: Yeah, and their family was like, huh, that's weird. Like they know each other. And all the coworkers were like, oh no, no, no. That's her boyfriend. They, yeah. They love each other.
1: Yeah, they knew. Even Cousin Charles, was like, I mean, she would talk about Cody and I could tell like she had a little bit of a crush on him, but she never shared anything like intimate yeah. about them.
0: Yeah. They were like, OK. And Trenton was like, green Dodge pickup truck. That's Cody's truck. Like, everyone just knew. So Cody
1: is obviously a person of interest. Yeah, because the co-workers had said, well, they had plans to meet up for lunch. Yeah. Like, we knew she was leaving to go hang out with him. Yeah. So once the cops identify him, they're like, all right, well, we have to locate him. Right. And while they do that, an investigator speaks to one of Holly's closest friends who confirms the relationship, but also something else that I felt guilty for knowing. I felt like I didn't
2: need to know this.
0: Uh, Well, I actually disagree with you there because I do think there is a reason. Holly was pregnant. Yes. Allegedly.
2: Within hours, police track Cody down at home. He confirms that he was the man in the green truck in the hospital parking lot. But he says he has no idea where Holly could be. He tells police that the last time he saw her was at a restaurant called Brahms.
0: So the police tracked down Cody, and Cody was like, yeah, it was me. Um, I picked her up from work, and we were going to go to this place, Brahms, like a diner. But I was dropping her off there, and then we were going to meet up later. She was meeting some friends for lunch at Brahms, and then he was like, Uh, this is what happened. She went and had lunch. I had some stuff come up because, you know, I got a lot of work around. ten. No, it yes. doesn't matter. Let me get to the point. The point is yeah. I didn't go and pick her up. And she texts back, okay, that's fine. I'll just go pick up more hours at work. And that was the last time they spoke. And then Cody said, Holly was like, I'll just get a ride back to work.
1: Yeah. So just to recap that, Cody said, I dropped her off at Brahms to have lunch with some friends. Yeah. One, why would she drive herself why didn't to she, Bronx? If you weren't meeting till after, why didn't... Exactly. Yep. And that he was going to pick her up from there, and then they were going to go on a date. Yeah. But he called and canceled, or texted and canceled, and she was like, no worries. I'm going to get a ride back to the hospital and right. work. Right.
0: I have so many follow-up questions, yes. but let's keep going. So Cody does seem concerned, and then he, like, spills the tea about their relationship. He said, we've been together for eight months, and she was indeed pregnant and the police sort of backtracked to his story with the phone and you know, he turned in his phone willingly and they were like, Oh my God, he's so nice. So wonderful. He handed in his phone. I was like, calm down. Yeah. Guilty people have turned in their phones before,
1: but here's where two and two don't exactly equal four. Yeah. because they have cameras. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. McAllister, Oklahoma. They have cameras inside the restaurant, right? There is zero footage of her in there, anywhere, dining. They went and talked to servers, patrons. Mm -hmm. No one had seen her. Yeah. Now here in McAllister, I'm all right, boo. Yeah. They don't have cameras in the parking lot.
0: I mean, not everybody. We can't, you know, we can't all. Wouldn't it be
1: nice to have both?
0: Wouldn't it be nice? We can't all be Walmart. Also, nobody came forward and was like, I had lunch plans with her. Where is she? Where's Holly? She didn't show up. So not only did no one in Brahms remember seeing her, no security footage, yeah. no magical friend went and said that they were missing Holly. Yeah, you so know, I'm like
1: Cody, what the shit you talking about? Yeah, it, it's very suspicious. So, but the problem is, is that police they can't prove that he went to Brahms, right. And they can't disprove it. Yeah.
2: Hoping to determine Holly's last known location, detectives try to pinpoint where she last used her phone.
0: So then they're like, all right, let's see where her phone pinged. Great. We know it pinged at the McAllister downtown tower. The problem with that is Brahms, her work, and her home would all ping that tower. Literally,
1: that tower covers within the city limits. Yeah. So they get the phone records and they say that the family was desperate to get in touch with her. Uh, Husband, Tommy, sisters, cousins, all of them. Tons of calls, tons of texts. Zero returns. Yeah.
0: Because on January 21st, 2017, her phone was suspended.
1: Like the bill hadn't been paid. What
0: is it? Yeah. What does that mean? And now Tommy was like, no, nah, listen, I don't know anything about that bill or any the suspension because Holly does all the bills. In a lot, this is a broad sweeping statement. A lot of women take care of all the bills. So I don't think that's crazy. I did that in my relationship. One of several problems. But <laughs> I mean, like, how does a phone get suspended then? Well,
1: the bill's not paid.
0: I mean, it wasn't off. Yeah. It was done. She couldn't reach anybody, if, even if she wanted to.
1: So the police at this point have to consider Tommy. Husband Tommy. They're like, did he know about the affair? But he learned from the cops about the affair. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. But he was like, you know what? I always did wonder about the two of them. Because essentially what we find out is, is that when they were around each other, they didn't really do a good job of hiding their feelings. Now, let me tell you something. If I love you... If I have feelings for you, if I'm attracted to you, I had an ex who was very closeted and wanted me to go to Toronto to visit his family with him. Mm -hmm. And he was like, but, you know, I'm not out to my family. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking Toronto with you. I cannot look at you in front of other people without love. Right now I'm looking at you with fucking hatred in my heart. But, like, I can't pretend that we're roommates or friends right? you know what I mean
0: yeah I I don't know we're starting another game ladies and gentlemen of he said she said exactly because Aunt Cheryl says
2: you really don't know what goes on inside of a marriage except the two people that's in that marriage
0: Someone famous, I don't know who said it, but someone said, the secret to a happy marriage is it remains a secret. Yeah. Everything is different for everyone, but I do think that once you're married, you should grow, like, an immediate volume button that's, like, able to be adjusted. I agree. Like, you know, just so you can, like, control that shit, you know? I
1: agree, because also sometimes people come back, and maybe they don't mean to, but sometimes they weaponize the information that you've given them. Sure. Or... There are people who, for whatever reason, like gossip about your relationship behind your back with other friends. Oh, I don't yeah, like yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, people do that all the time. That's not fair, but that is true. You know, like, I never liked him. For... That was my favorite thing. When the second one, not the husband, but the ex, the other one broke up, everyone was like, I never liked him. I was like, did anyone want to tell me that? My brothers were like, we never trusted him. I was like, why wouldn't you tell me that? And then Sister Maya was like, actually, I'm not surprised that Holly was having an affair. She wasn't happy. I mean, I get it. People get divorced. Everyone get divorced. (laughs) Just to stop cheating and get divorced. Get divorced, ladies and gentlemen. Rather than cheat, is what I'm saying. So then, sister says, Hearing that my sister was in a relationship outside of her marriage didn't surprise me. I knew she wasn't happy in her marriage as a soulmate. I don't think Tommy was that. I think that she was looking for someone to make her happy. Yeah, I agree. Tommy wasn't her soulmate. Do you know why?
1: Why? Because soulmates don't exist. Yeah.
0: Listen. And you know what else doesn't exist?
1: What? Bigfoot.
0: Um, (laughs) Patricia!
1: They don't.
0: Listen, if I had a soul, I'd want it to have a mate. Joke's on you. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. I'm just kidding. Soulmates aren't real. My favorite is when people say, Ellen, I know you think that soulmates aren't real, but hear me out. Yeah, I know.
1: I know. I'm like, I love
0: you. Just everyone be happy. So, the family's point was they had said that not only did they not get along, Tommy was, like, really controlling.
1: Yes. Sister Maya, who was saying, like, it doesn't surprise me that she was having an affair. Well, she had had a falling out yeah. with Sister Holly a few months before, which, I'm so sorry, that really fucking sucked. Yeah. But, you know, essentially she was in an outpatient treatment or something like that, and her husband Tommy was really sick. And the long short of it is is that she felt that, that Sister Holly had chosen Tommy over her. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and she was upset. And, they, I mean, I get it, because it's like, if you're best friend has like a big movie premiere and you're like oh my god you're like in a movie and then he's like I'm gonna take my boyfriend of like eight months and you're like yeah uh, uh, I'm just saying pills are hard to swallow do you know anyway
1: more about raccoons how about a dick you wanna swallow one of them (laughs)
0: raccoons (laughs) I'm fine so
1: the way she has gaslit (laughs) me and to being like you should take Nick you'll look hot on the red carpet I'm still sad Mm -hmm.
0: all this to say the family was saying that and Tommy was like None of that's true. Yeah. And like my grandmother used to say, there's two sides to every story, and you're probably a cunt in both.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, that's... I love your grandma. (laughs) Me and yo meemaw got a lot in common. Husband Tommy, even after finding out about the affair, mm-hmm. he remained diligent yeah. to the investigation. He participated in any way he could. He was constantly calling them for updates. So And he was giving them permission to search his property, search everything. his phone. He was like, whatever you want. And also, he- the cops declined. They are like, we don't really have any reason to search your property. And they declined Oh, I mean, That's not even the craziest thing it. they do. We'll, we'll get to the craziest thing like, that they do. I was like, search the property. Yeah. Why
0: not? The McAllister police, they're busy. They're like, listen. One of them knickknack shops. There was they. They had a they had a a burgle. Yeah. Some, Someone was stealing knickknacks.
1: Yes. Well, the fried Oreo uh factory. It blew up. Okay. Like, what are you doing? Go search. Not the their job. I'll tell you that.
2: Five weeks after forty-year-old Holly Cantrell was
3: last seen, the lead detective on the case gets a surprising phone call. On February twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen, I received a call from the Pittsburgh County Sheriff's Office. Sheriff Chris Morris advising that there was a hunter out in the Cardinal Point area that had located a purse in the woods while he was hunting that belonged to Holly Cantrell.
1: Sergeant Preston gets a call from Pittsburgh County Sheriff's Office saying that a hunter stumbled on something very important.
0: Yeah, and it was a purse. I hate it. It was Holly's purse. I hate it. It was her ID and, you know, a bunch of stuff. But, you know, Aunt Cheryl was like, listen, you can go a lot of places on your own without your stuff. But her heart medication was in there. And she's like, you can't go anywhere without the meds that, like, you know, keep Keep you you alive." alive. Yeah. And no cell phone.
1: And we should say that where the purse was found, it's situated on Lake Eufaula. It is only 12 miles from the hospital. And also, it's a place where Holly's family, they all went fishing and camping there. It was also, and and who's to say that friends of the family didn't also participate in those trips.
0: Right, So now they're thinking foul play. Obviously. Uh, And the way the purse is situated, it's not off the road. It looks like someone would have walked a little bit and then just, like, chucked it. And they're like, well, it had a bunch of stuff in it that belonged to Holly's. we gave it back to the husband.
1: What? Why?
0: I that made me so fucking mad. And, and the, I mean, the family was like, "Huh?" and I was like, "Huh?" Yeah. And Aunt like, was it processed? Even Aunt Cheryl was like, "Does it have DNA on it?" I was like, "I'm with you, Aunt Cheryl." They were like, "We don't this evidence. We don't need
1: it." Come on. Well, and Cheryl even was like, you don't even know what advances in DNA uh, research could happen in 10 years. You know what I mean? Hold on to the fucking purse. Yeah. Also, they found papers, like, basically like a sonogram. Uh,
0: well, it was it was papers about, like, early pregnancy oh, or something sorry. like that.
1: But go ahead and perpetuate false narratives.
0: We love that in the true crime world. <laughs> but, no, but, like, they gave... The evidence, ba- I'm sorry, the keystone coppery. Stop it. So he was like, you know what? We don't need to search a prop. You seem real upset. You do not need to search a property. Do you know whose property also wasn't immediately searched because they seemed so distraught? The Ramses. Yeah. More on that later.
1: Do you know how many people return to the scene of the crime? Do you know how many people aid because of their guilt help aid in the investigation? Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. That, I mean, come on. Come Literally on! Literally, the Magoober School of Investigators. <laughs> so now accepting applications. <laughs> I'm not just. A, Wait, what? I work here now, <laughs> so.
2: In the months since Holly went missing, the divide between her side of the family and Tommy's has widened. Holly's loved ones say they think strife within her immediate family may have had something to do with her disappearance.
0: Everybody was freaking out and this was only causing the rift between Tommy and the family. They were just getting worse and worse and the family was like bringing up a lot of things. Like the family said, you know, Holly never got along with her stepdaughter Charity. They never liked each other, which I get. Step relationships are hard in
1: the best yeah, of complicated. times. Well, then they were saying, well, apparently Tommy had been planning on leaving everything, all of his property to his grandson, Michael, which is his daughter, Charity's son. Right. And she was like, well, you can't cut our two sons out of it. Well, why would you do that? And so there was this big back and forth. And Tommy was like, not only did that argument never happen. Yeah. I don't even have a fucking will.
0: But see, that that, that is why we know a lot about hearsay. Yes. Every time I answered a question in court once, they were like, hearsay. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> but I mean, you know, maybe one day. This is totally made up out of the book. Maybe one day he was like, they got in a fight, and he's like, you know what? What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna leave everything I have to Michael. Like it might have just been a passing comment right. or something. Cause Tommy literally was like, who was uh, Tommy? Did I not say Tommy? Tommy? Did I say Tommy? Can you get he in here? Oh, Bobby Lynn, <laughs> we're recording. We have stuff to do. Do you, do you have family in in Oklahoma? Yeah, but I visited Oklahoma once. I drove through
1: on uh, my way to California. Did you drive home? Oh, oh Jesus! All right. All right. Okay, but yeah, like also, I cannot with the he said she said. Yeah, no. I cannot with it. And then Charity was like. No,
0: we never had a problem. We got along just fine. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: oh, Listen, it's the back and forth. Family, Families are yeah. nuts. <laughs> nuts. Yeah. And that's that. <laughs> and that's our... <laughs> so the fact is, there's no proof of an argument. There's no proof of problems within the marriage or a, a rift between Charity and Holly. It's he said, she said... Enough with this horse They spent way too much time on it. Yeah. It actually was really getting on my fucking nerves. Well, because that's just the way families are. Yes, exactly. I was like, so they were like every other family with a weird dynamic. Yeah. Cool. Great. Trauma passed on. Groundbreaking. Right. So now.
2: <laughs> As investigators try to track down any leads in Holly's disappearance, a local woman named Luann Woolley takes a special interest in the case.
0: Luanne Woolley kind of showed up on Facebook and she said that she just felt that she needed to help us, that she'd had a daughter that had passed away and it just kind of bloomed from there. And I was willing to listen to anybody.
1: So now a local woman named Luanne Woolley enters the scene.
0: Yeah, she had a daughter who passed away. And she was kind of like an armchair expert. She got oddly fascinated with this whole case. Heavily involved. Yeah. And, you know, they said she appeared like an angel. And she was like you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go search on my own. She basically like pain Lindsay it and was like crawling under decks and, yeah. you know, checking into
1: everything. And she, she was very active on the Facebook group. Right.
0: And she was really open about her theories yes. about what happened. People tried to shush her.
1: Yeah. It's a part of this story that really like, I was like, Oh, this is going to be. And then I was like, Oh no, yeah. wait a
2: minute. One day. Nearly two months after Holly went missing, Luann comes to police with what she says is more than just her opinion. Evidence that proves foul play in Holly's
3: disappearance. Luann provided us with a recording that she had taken uh, while she was in that home.
0: So, you know, listen. Luann went to DBU and she majored in sleuthing with a minor in, you want the proof? I got the receipts because I record everything. <laughs> she was like, I have a recorded conversation. And it's a little hard to hear, but they were talking about someone killing Holly.
1: Yeah, not just that, but they were talking about how someone had placed her remains in a well somewhere. Yeah. But they didn't believe that she was a reliable source.
0: Sir, you Gave away evidence and you wouldn't go search a house for free I don't think you're a reliable anything yeah. she's not a reliable so- how about just ask her Yeah. how about just ask questions how about just go and what are you doing he's like well we do have the state fair and that needs extra security fuck off
1: Yeah, it was very, he's like, I'm going to go visit Oral Roberts University. Just, I love the campus. It's beautiful. (laughs)
0: They just dismissed her. They didn't talk any more about it. They just said, well, yeah, she wasn't a
1: reliable source.
0: Because she couldn't say without question who she was talking to. I was like, well, investigate it.
1: Well, they were like, we can't authenticate her story. Go. Why the fuck not? Knock on doors, asshole. Yeah. Yeah, th- this guy really got on my fucking nerves. He
0: was, he was, uns- listen, you know, I would rather flatten my crow's feet with a steam iron than talk bad about the cops. Is <laughs>
1: but. <laughs> like, <what> is this <laughs> How's
0: that look? Ellen, I don't think that's going to work, baby. Why not, Bobby? <laughs> no, but I was like, Why? The actual fuck, Because you, sir, have botched a bunch of fucking shit. I could make a list if I wanted to. I don't have the time because obviously I'm, you know, singing tunes of Oklahoma right now currently.
1: Please don't. But also, if you hear a conversation, right, where they're talking about someone's murder and they're saying so matter-of-factly, oh, well, her remains were put. Why wouldn't you go start searching wells? They didn't search no. a single well. Yeah. Not one. And then I'm sure Luann's not like, What's your name, sir? Yeah. She
0: got you the evidence. Maybe it's not evidence. Maybe she isn't reliable. How about you just go fucking look? This story takes a sad turn. A
1: really sad turn. One day, about two weeks later, after the police spoke with her, Sergeant Preston gets a phone call from Luann's husband, Raymond.
3: On March 30th, I got a call from Raymond, Luann's husband. He actually called from Luann's cell phone and told me that Luann had um, killed herself.
1: It's very suspicious. And
0: that's all they say. Yeah. Because that's all the information they have. All they said was the family was suspicious. I could not find a lot on this, but I did find that there were instances where Luann and Raymond's car was driven off the road
1: once. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, I am being honest when I tell you that bit of information was like, what, a minute, a minute and a half, and then they went on to something else?
1: Yeah. It was very skimmed over. Yeah. But the family was like, she'd been poking around. She was very vocal on the Facebook group about her opinions, who was involved. People tried to shush her. Yeah. So, she was doing work. Whether people thought it was legitimate or not, that somebody out there did not want her doing. Yeah. If she did, you
0: know, die by suicide, obviously. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, we send our condolences, you know, to the family regardless. And she might have been struggling, of course. Yeah, we don't want
1: to sensationalize it. But the fact of the matter is the utter disregard for everything that she had to say.
0: I don't think anyone wanted to solve this. It does feel very...
1: We'll get to it when we get I'm to it. I'm not trying to
0: be funny, but it really does sound like, you know how in Drop Dead Gorgeous, all that stuff used to, yes. and they're like, oh yeah? She always liked to smoke on her tractor. Turns out, yeah. And everything was just had a reason. Yeah, we gave her the purse back because there were some toys in it for her kids. I'm sure her kids' Happy Meal toys, I'm sure they didn't even notice. Yeah. You should have kept the fucking bag, sir. I agree.
2: That same month, Holly's family gets news they have been dreading. Teens, playing in a creek in Muskogee, about 60 miles from McAllister, stumble across human remains.
1: I I hate when they do this, but the remains did not belong to Holly. And since then, several remains have been found, but none belong to Holly. And as this episode goes on, they tell us, like, well, no new information has come out. The family is absolutely heartbroken. I mean, and they just want answers for the family. Yeah. They want answers for her sons.
0: Yeah, So not in the episode was in February 18th, 2018, human remains were found with green clothing. In the episode, they tell us remains were found, but they don't conclude that it was Holly's because they didn't find out till later. But they were identified as being Holly. She was last seen in those green scrubs when she had left the hospital on January 20th. So in the meantime, though, the family is devastated and they don't have answers about what happened or who did this to her. So anyone with information is urged to contact the McAllister police at 918-423-1212.
1: It's heartbreaking. It is
0: heartbreaking. And and you can contact them, but it just doesn't seem like they're going to do anything about it. Come at me in my DMs. Truly, this
1: is what I have to say to you, uh, McAllister Police Department. Also, her remains were found two miles From her purse.
0: Right. So I just want to talk about this for a second because somebody make this make sense. So we already talked about like how if she was going to lunch and then meeting her boyfriend Cody after, why she didn't just drive
1: herself, you
0: know, and then my mind goes, who sent those
1: texts? Exactly. Exactly that.
0: And nobody came forth to be like, also, I'm going to say something. If you're having an affair and you, no one has to tell me any other secrets, the time you have, I would imagine, would be scarce because you have work, you have kids. They were Partner. both married. Yes. So you mean to tell me in this little carved out time they had, which was about four and a half hours because she left work at noon and needed to be back home at 430. You mean to tell me that you're like, I actually am going to go to lunch with my girlies. Yeah. As opposed to hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a deep cut. But also, he was married, she was married, and she was pregnant. I feel like you all know where I'm going. Like... You all didn't have pressing issues to talk about. Exactly. Like the pregnancy or what you guys were going to do or anything. I just think that the idea that he was like, oh no, I dropped her off. She must have gotten in someone else's car. Like, remember Kayla Berg, how that creepy guy Kevin was like, I dropped her off at her boyfriend's? Like, you didn't wait and see if she got in okay. Yeah, It's always this magical, mystical, unidentified third party that no one's ever seen. She must have gotten in someone else's car. Well, where are they? Where is that person? And why are the
1: cops like, well... Hands are tied. That's all. We didn't hear anything about a forensic search of his truck, of his home, of his property.
0: And again, going back to demeanor evidence, they made it a point to say, Tommy, because Tommy's not fully off the hook in my mind either. Yeah. Tommy, distraught. Cody, so helpful. Okay. Yeah. So that doesn't make them potential murderers because they're helpful and
1: distraught? I'm with you.
0: Guess what they could also be? Psychopaths. Yeah, it's
1: true. Please don't sue us. Yeah. Anyway. But we're not saying that either of them did it. But we're not saying that either of them didn't. They were not. Neither one of them were named suspects or or coming for... They were like,
0: nah, they're so... Nah. Like, he offered us to search so we don't need to because he offered, right? What planet are you living on?
1: Yeah, they didn't drop just a ball. They were juggling 20 balls and dropped them all.
0: Yeah, like, are, are your hands still sticky from the Cracker Jacks from wherever you got that fucking badge? <laughs> say something funny. You know, I got something uh, to
1: say about man's <laughs> What? I've got something to say about man. Uh, <laughs> I told that man, you can not beg my $143.
0: That original guy who got away with $100. Are you so
1: mad about that? You know how much money $143 it, is.
0: It's $143. Oh, how many cans of Sprite is it?
1: It is 1.5.
0: Completely. Bobby Lynn, I, I do appreciate your perspective. I and don't I... think you appreciate shit.
2: <laughs> bow, bow,
0: bow, bow, bow.
1: bring Bobby Lynn. It's really, I'm I'm going to oh. say, it was very hard to find something funny from that episode because it's actually infuriating. It's really
0: infuriating and I'm not a cop. I'm not a cop. I'm not saying, uh, but I care. Yeah. I care about these fucking people and I just don't, th- listen, Anthony Rykowski, you people are not. I just have that <laughs> to say, okay? He is st- touch with mama (laughs) lawyer anyway thank you down bitches
1: please follow us on socials tell them where they can find us joey baby you can find us on instagram at the disappeared pod you can also find ellen on instagram at ellen marsh you can find me at it's joey taranto you can also please follow us on tiktok we're doing some good work over there you can find us on tiktok at obsessed with disappeared tiktok the disappeared pod uh, also, we have a Facebook discussion. Join our Facebook discussion <laughs> group. And that is called the Obsessed with Disappeared Facebook Discussion Group. I Grill. can just go have the sandwich now. You can do this all by
0: yourself, baby. But why would I want to? And go and. To click, go to our website and click the Patreon link if you would like to take a look at all of our bonus episodes. There's over 100 episodes of absolute, complete, and utter nonsense. <laughs> but where are they? We love you so, so much. Our hearts were really filled from Obsessed Fest. This is, like I said, the first episode we're recording. So... It just, i was just so nice to see our community right in front of our eyes. It was
1: incredible. It was
0: awesome. I love you so much.
1: I love you, yelling. We
0: love you now, bitches. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.
1: So. R- R-O-O-R-A-L. Try that. R O O. Say Roo. Rue. Then roll. Roll. Roo roll. Roo roll. That's not right either. What'd I say? Roo roll. Just... Say it like you're Scooby-Doo. Roo. <laughs> Roo? See,
0: see, it's hard.
1: <laughs> but he also had a dollar named Charity. Was he had charity? A, a dollar named Charity. I love naming my money. And <laughs> this dollar right here, this dollar is called Charity. Don't look at it, don't touch it. That is, It's Charity. Okay, it's very special to me. You sound like you're related to Bobby Lynn, but you don't really sound. Bobby Lynn's much angrier. My dollar. Yeah. My dollar is called Charity.
0: <laughs> What's your name?
1: Hi. I'm uh, a man. Well, thank you.
0: Oh, okay. But, I didn't
1: realize yeah. that. The dollar right here is called charity, and my name is Stew. <laughs> All right, because so... I'm stewing over my dollar charity. So I like to make coffee in the morning. No, nobody allowed to make to touch coffee thing, <laughs> except for my dollar charity. Yeah. So just to rekeep. Yeah. So re-keep just up. to re-keep it. So just to recap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't listen. <laughs> Did you want to mansplain some more stuff to me? No, no, no. Me? Oh, right, right. Got you. you tell me about what, tell me about childbirth and how it's super easy. Wait, what is that? It's just easy. What? What else? He's. He, oh, I love it. Now they're gonna I'm be able to see your thinking face. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. That's your thinking face. Whenever I say something, he, 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 I I'm processing. I know. I'm like a 1984
1: <laughs> Dell. Okay, <It's> just this <laughs> is <laughs> a little Commodore
0: 64. Anyway. <laughs> So, as I was saying before... uh, All right, keep going. The beginning of Joey's sentence interrupted the middle (laughs) of mine. (laughs)